This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris? Yeah, I'm better than I normally am. How the devil are you? Well, it was a dogged performance. At the end of the day, whether we won 1-0 or whether we won 7-0, All that happens is we go through to the next round, which is further than some some clubs that are a couple of miles up the road from us haven't quite managed. Don't know if I should if I'm I'm making that a bit too obvious. But look, Kelechi, the FA Cup specialists. 
<laughs> he's going to score. You know he's going to score. He comes off the bench. He pops it in. Fair play to him. Walsall won. Leicester City <laughs>
And they'll probably say it just to get a reaction now. No, that does not mean I want to see Iverson playing goal. Uh, <laughs> oh, you knew I was going to ask you that. Because you? I do, I know you so well, mate, and I know the people in the chat so well. They're going to ask it. They're still going to say it just to wind me up. Your pet, I can see you typing away, saying it already. No, it's a it's a lead to opposition. He didn't have a lot to do, and yes, what he did needed to do, he did well. But realistically. It's good to see. It's it's just good to know we've got that insurance should something happen to Danny Ward. Yes. It does improve my confidence in thinking, well, yeah, if Danny Ward gets injured, like we were with Ward with Shemichael, that's where yes. I'm at with him. Yeah. If he yeah. needs to come in for whatever reason, I'm very confident in his ability. Static is in. Good evening, Static. How are you? Uh, are you hoping to get us in the next round of the FA Cup, mate? Oh, no, of course, Arsenal can't, can they? <laughs> they got knocked out. Sorry, mate, come on. You're having a good season. Allow me. Yeah, well done. Well done, Chris. Well done, Chris. Now you've just cursed us. You know exactly who we're getting now. Well done. You had to say it, didn't you? You had to mention Man City. <laughs> yeah. We'll get them at some point. We always do. But, uh, yeah, sorry. but no, I, was, uh, I was obviously referring to the fact that Arsenal didn't. didn't. I, mean, I know, but, but now I mean, you've jinxed us for it. We'll get them now. <laughs> But I don't know what's more embarrassing, the fact that you lose to your title challengers or the fact that probably one of the worst players they've ever bought, Nathan Aki, is the one that scored the goal. (laughs) Sorry, Static, sorry. It's lovely to see you, mate. And I've got you. I think you'll go on and win the league. I really do. Um, (coughs) They move it well at times, but the end product is stale. It's always been a problem that, uh, uh, and I think, uh, you know, that's not going to change before the end of the season. Uh, (laughs) He says, thanks, Chris. I see you're getting cocky now. (laughs) Only because we've won one game. Let's let's not get to... We're not sure how many times we're allowed to be this smug, so just just, just, just take us with a pinch of salt, everybody, because it's it's not been a good season so far in terms of the league. I think this applies to us both, actually. I don't know, it's so difficult not to look smug at this point. Oh, <laughs> that, that's, that's very accurate, to be fair. I, I will yeah. say that's probably the most accurate <laughs> thing you could have picked then to play. But it has taken a long time to come, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Um, well, yeah. Uh, that's what my wife used to say to me. But look, I mean, there was a time as well with Everson where, or Iverson, however you want to pronounce it, when he came out, and he was actually just outside his box in that sort of semicircle bit, which I never know what the bloody point of that semicircle is. You're a goalkeeper, you might know. But there was never... And, and you could see he was waiting for it to come back so he could go back into his box and collect it. But there was an Accrington, uh, an a Walsall player coming down on him, and he did what he should do, and that was boot it into Rose Ed. Yeah, again, like I said, it's... It's four games he's played, four clean sheets when he's played against uh, this opposition. And it's a test as any, you know. The bananas, you know, there's only one person you end up glaring at if the banana skin happens. Because you look at Iverson and go, this is why he's not ready. But he's doing well. He's Like I said, it's, it's, no, it's done him no harm at all that. Even if he's not had much to do, he's done him no harm in the way he, he's proven he can step up to the mark if needs be. And that's all you need. You know, we haven't had a goalkeeper like that, I would say, apart from Ward, when he was Casper's number two. I would say I've not felt this comfortable in a number two since 
Peggy Alfaxad and um, mm. you know because we always loved when he played didn't we us last fans didn't play many games but he was a cup merchant goalkeeper weren't he I haven't you know so yeah good to see him commanding in his box and being confident and not scared of someone charging down at him yes you know willing to get wiped out um what do you think of the team that was picked I was glad to see that it was a strong lineup. I think sometimes, given our run of form, and you want to take as many positives out of the draw against Brighton as it is from 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 you know from the weekend before, um, because where we are and what we're doing on the pitch at the moment, you have to be doing that the way we've got about it. Sometimes this, uh, quite a lot this season. Let's be frank and honest. You just wanted that strong 11 to go out there and by hook or by crook get the job done to make sure they felt like they had a good game and some majority of players I'm sure we'll figure out which ones I mean when I say just the majority of players they had a fairly good outing Mm. whether they came off the bench or not they had a, a fairly decent outing so you know you're hoping now that that's paid dividends and I mean this ties in actually with what um, Stati said. And Gray has said as well, Iverson will have more to do. Yes, he will. Um, what is the aim for the FA Cup? To get to the semi-finals or to the final and win it again? Or is it to stay up and just enjoy the occasion? I mean, for me, and then I'll come to you on this one, Brad. Obviously, staying in the Premier League is the main aim. If you can then to me, is it either or? Then I'm sorry, for me, it's the Premier League. Uh, but the FA Cup does provide a distraction. There's no reason that it's a cup competition. You know, I, I didn't think you'd lose last night, but, you know, that's the way the cups go. You know, who thought Blackpool would have beaten Forest? Um, sorry, Luke, if you're in. Well, no, I'm not really. But uh, I'd like to go as far. And I think Brendan, is looking at the teams he's putting out, because Brendan had, let's say, because I saw Madison sort of walk off. And I was a little bit like, oh, here we go. Uh, but thankfully, it, it was nothing, you know, and he, and he came back on. If he'd got injured and gone off again, people would have been screaming, oh, we shouldn't have played Madison. It was only Walsall, blah, blah, blah. We haven't got a B team that's good enough to put out without the majority of our first team has been in there. And I think if Brendan had then put out a lot of, you know, the, the, the you know, under 21s and we'd lost. He would have gone, you know, he'd have got, he'd have got murdered that way, wouldn't he? So, yeah. uh, I think he 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 looks like he's going for it. He looks like he's taking it seriously. Um, yeah, I'd like to go as far as we can. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, look, I, I I love the FA Cup. I was I'm so thrilled that in my lifetime I've been able to witness us win it. Mm. Um, and. But I'd, I'd never want us to be another Wigan. So if you gave me the choice of you can win the FA Cup, but you do what Wigan did, no, thank you. I'm all, I, I'll take the run. I'll take the run as a nice distraction and a nice way to potentially keep our form or find a bit of form mm-hmm. like we were hoping that this is going to do. Um, but if, if we get knocked out in the next round, so be it. Uh, if we stay in the stay in the Premiership is the key. You're kind of looking at it as maybe how we found ourselves feeling about the conference, the Europa League conference, a little bit. We wanted to win it deep down because it's European competition. But if the form in the league kept suffering, we were kind of going, oh, 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. want to win it if we can do it and do it whilst we pick up league form, then fine. But if not, we have to edge our bets a little bit. But we'll see. We'll see because we might get further in the competition and we're safe. Yes. You know, we could get to that point. And, and if that becomes the case, then why not win it again? That That's when I'll be going for winning it. It all depends on what we do in the league. If we get ourselves very clear, I'll write this season off and say, well, at least we can go again in the summer. Mm. You know, and then why not win a bit of silverware and get that trend back? I think that's that's how we have to approach this competition this year. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, tell me about the referee. And I'm just going to have to go, somebody's at the door, I think. So just talk to me about the referee while I am gone. Um, I think it's one of them, isn't it? Some, some he let go and then sometimes he'd give a free kick for something that previously he'd let go. I think he played his part a little bit in trying to keep that, you know, magic of the game alive by allowing a few tackles go that, that allowed Walsall to maybe get on the front foot. But relatively, I don't think he had the worst games. Um, I think he got... I know we'll probably talk about it in a minute or after this, but he got, I think he got the penalty spot on. I, I think he let the Warsaw player off for a dive in the first half when they tried to get a penalty. But the, the it was actually the linesman that had a really good game for me as well. I actually think that linesman on, on what that side who... He gave the penalty, and he he called some very good. He made some very good calls um, throughout the game. So actually, it was probably a different official that actually had a really good um, good game. Because obviously, there's no VAR in the game because it was at Walsall. So I think a bit of praise has got to go to the linesman for for, for it as well. But he could have grumbled at some of the decisions that the referee gave and then chose not to give, but. I don't think he had a bad game at all, the official Chris. Um, but yeah, it was one that strangely wasn't dominated by the man in, in in the middle on that case. And given the circumstances and the pressure he would have been under at a small stadium, knowing the occasion, knowing the writings on the wall for a Warsaw win in terms of the magic of the cup, and he's not to kind of... He's, he's got a very difficult job because it's not easy to not let that mentally affect you when you're out there on a circle. You've got players, staff members hounding you, which is wrong. We know it's wrong. They shouldn't be allowed to surround the referee. The rules have been made to do it, but they either don't get enforced or they're just not, you know, they're just not willing to strengthen the rules on it. But take all that aside, yeah, I was fairly happy for once with the officiating. Um, and yeah, like I said, from all parts of the ground, it was it was quite good because sometimes you do get a few shocking moments in the FA Cup, and I'm not talking about the result. I'm talking about certain goals I've been chalked off or standing because it's probably the one thing we need to get consistent. Even if we have to just loan the clubs it for that specific purpose, I think you either have VAR in the competition and make it exclusive and available. Or you just don't have it because that is the biggest gripe this competition's kind of getting at the moment. This argument is you could 
get a dodgy decision that costs you the tie at an away game, and then the other team doesn't get the advantage because obviously the VAR rules out a goal, rightly or wrongly, people argue, but that's probably the only thing. And that's why I think we have to be a bit fair on the officials today because they don't have that technology that some refs will be having in these games. Thank you for that, sir. I do apologise. I, I can uh... breathe. I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, uh, I get at the end, you were sort of reasonably kind to him. But no, I, I it was my neighbour and I really, really needed to speak to him. So, no, that's uh, not a problem, yeah. mate. You gave me something to waffle on about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, if anybody can fill a gap talking, Brad can. Um, for me, and, I, and obviously I wasn't listening to what you were saying fully, I didn't... He got some things right, yes, but I just think sometimes, I mean, when he bought Madison, it was Madison that was fouled. Yeah, I think sometimes, like I said, he maybe let the occasion get to him a little bit and he wanted to assert his dominance and he wasn't going to be swayed. And I think sometimes he he, he maybe thought, right, Madison he could cause maybe a bit of mischief or something, get lights get in mouth and he wants to, he's like the leader. So I think rein him in and make him know who's in charge of this game. Uh, you know, it's it's like I said, it's a very difficult occasion to do when the cameras are on you. And, and given the fact that, like I said about the VAR, because they don't have it, the officials are under more scrutiny. Because if you get a dodgy decision in a three in, in an FA Cup game that's at a Premier League ground, they, they they've got the te- technology there to help them out. And I actually thought, like I said, the linesman was probably. The best official today because he was spot on with some of his calling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it fair though that you've got um, some games like there where we're not being judged by VAR, but if it's at the Premier League ground, it is. Sure, no, yeah. If it's not uh, some of them, because in this, you know, in the cup, you do have matches that are, you know, well, you know, Crawley play. Well, no, that's uh, I think that's a league game. But, you know, you've got like uh, Accrington versus Leeds, Walsall versus Leicester. Those two games will not have VAR because of the fact, you know, the the, the teams that we're playing. But, you know, last night they did have VAR between City and Arsenal. So I just think it's unfair. You know, because I do. We'll go against a Leicester today. And, and in fairness, I thought he hadn't called the penalty. And I did he, I did actually take it back because I thought, well, he hasn't given the penalty. He's given it outside the box. But he did have given the penalty. Now, had he not given that, and he didn't have VAR to correct him, but the same sort of thing happened in the Man City game last night, and that was corrected, then that's been totally unfair, surely. Yeah, it is. Um, but then you're never going to please anybody. Ever. Everybody, because like I like I was saying, just as you was coming coming back, hmm. um, just as you was coming back and like get back and you see, I was literally just saying exactly that about VAR. You either don't have it in this competition, or you loan it to the lower league clubs, and you loan it them the FA because they can afford to loan them the technology and set it up for 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 them probably for the competition use, or come up with some agreement. But then, obviously, there's some fans that kind of like the magic of 
no technology, don't they? And that's where you get with with, with these lower league games because they. I, I I assumed if they could afford it, if all clubs could afford it, it probably would be in the lower league games VAR. Um, but some people don't like, you know, they they like what they had. For them, yeah. it's don't fix what wasn't broken. I, you know. I, 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 I just but I get it. I know I'm with it. It, it either needs to be in it yeah. and in every game or not at all. You see, I'm sure with the League Cup, it is actually only when all the lower teams have actually got knocked out that it comes into or very much in major. I think it's, no, I think it's the same. I think it's the same. So I know it doesn't come in. we didn't have it early on, but nobody did. And but I don't know. Like you say, let's face it, if it if we'd have had a decision go against us today, we'd have been saying, We need VAR, we need VAR. Wait till we play Villa at the weekend and say bloody VAR. What the hell have we got? Yeah, of course, you know, it's it, it, it comes with its own sod sod's law. Yeah. I mean it's, uh... very, very typical lower league versus Premier League first half. They were there to to frustrate us. They had ten players behind the ball. Um, the 11, if you include the goalkeeper, uh, whenever they were defending, and they were saying, like, come on, break us down. We, you know, we're gonna we're gonna hit, try and hit you on the break, which unfortunately they, they didn't do. But, um, the only thing I could write down about the first half was that Gavin Ward showing off for the TV cameras. But the second half, it got a little bit juicier, and I've got to say, we, we did touch on him, and we will touch on him again more when we do the, the ratings. Yuri Tillemans. I actually said during that 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 uh, watch along earlier, will somebody please come in and buy Yuri Tillemans? Now he has just taken one of the most awful goddamn penalties I've ever seen. If that hadn't hit the post, the goalkeeper would have got it. You know, it, and it was a it was like a a, a, a grass skimmer. What do they call them? You know, it just bounced. Basically. Yeah, Daisy Cup. It was. There's no power, but it was an awful. Whether he mishit it or not, I don't know. But it was a goddamn awful penalty. And all we had off him afterwards was <laughs> smiling away, got his arms in the air. I'm like, fuck off and go to a club that wants you. Excuse me, I swore then. <laughs> go away and, and and go to a club that actually wants you because. If that's the sort of performance, you're Brendan's bum partner virtually. It's the only reason you're getting on the pitch. We've got better players. We've got like Pratt that we could be using. You know, what? I just want him gone now. Yeah, it was a, it was an awful game for Yori, wasn't it? It really wasn't. We said that. You said that yeah. before, not so long ago, and got absolutely roasted. And I, I yeah. was with you when you said it. You know, again, always, oh, oh, it's Yuri Tillemans, 40 million, our most expensive player. We can't dare say boo against him. But it was goddamn awful. To, how he stayed on that pitch, I don't know. It just seems like maybe the club of Tamar's brother said, we ain't going to get money for him. He's clearing up the sign. Let's try and get as squeeze as much value out for him and hope that he keeps having one of his magic moments. Like, we know he's capable of and he did try today to do that but you know when you just see a player have one of them games he just had one of them games he really did he, oh, the thing I mean, the, me, the, 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 the smiling after apparently probably wasn't his smartest idea but I got to see a lot of the replays and I don't, it doesn't justify it 
but he's literally just realised exactly what's happened. He scuffed it, he's kicked the turf and the ball, and then it's hit the inside. And, and then just when he thinks he's got away with it and hit the inside of the post, it's gone that one out of ten. When How many times do you see a, a shot hit the inside of the post and less than that? He's just scuffed it, and he's not hit, scuffed it well enough in, in a weird sense to to, to, to kind of get away with it. Because if it's scuffed it and it hits inside the post and it goes in, we go, oh, thank God for that. Bloody hell, Yuri, you nearly scuffed that wrong, did he? It's, it's, and it's bad, but he wasn't brilliant. And everything he tried to do, Chris, it just made it worse. And it was one of them, like, please take him off. If not for Leicester, just take him off for his own good because it's just destroying the Yori Tillemans that we used to know. Yeah, I, I, my disagreement with that is that when you say like he has, you know, he's had one of those games, so he hasn't. He's had three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. He's he's playing like a, a yeah. He's, he's playing like a. He's stuck on repeat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not putting the effort in. Uh, and he's, you know, he stood up and said, oh, I'll take the penalty, um, mm. knowing what could possibly happen. Because if they'd gone and scored at the other end or whatever, it would have been worse. So he's had, you know, the, the guts to do that. But I just think his heart's not in it. Like I say, yes, he's going out. Yes, he, and that's a strange thing to say when I'm saying, you know, he's given it all. He's not doing a a, a French Voldemort. You know, he... he yeah. And I think, I think that's I, – I do think that's his only saving grace with Leicester fans right now is the, you at least see him do things and he's trying things. He just seems done in. Yeah. It seems like he's just lost that passion a little bit to go about it or, or confidence. I don't know. But you just see him have little spells in the game. And because we're used to Yori doing it for 90 minutes, day in, day out, week in, week out, he just looks done in and he can't motor. He looked like it when he was playing for Belgium. He was. He looked like he was strolling around that field. He is mentally and physically burnt out. And, and he, said, needs, he needs dropping. Yeah, well, needs no, no, dropping. I agree. I agree. Give the, give the, but like I said again, and I've said it before, and I said it during the, uh, the watch-along, we know... Brendan only has a small selection of players that he trusts and he'll keep on playing yeah, them rather than yeah. bring others in. Now, you know, Pratt looked good when he came on. But I wonder, I'm happy I wonder, to see him back in it, by the yeah. way, just to say. Sorry. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, I've got to say two, 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 two words um, regarding Tielemans, and that is Kagla Sionshu. Do you remember when he came back from the Euros and he yeah. had an absolutely torrid Euros and it carried on over into the into his Premier League, didn't it? It affected yeah. his... It was never the same after that, was he? Now, no, he had a bloody awful World Cup. Well, Belgium did, but he was probably... Well, yeah. uh, he wasn't even picked, I don't think, for the final game. Similar thing happening? Seems that way, doesn't it? Seems to be working... That that way, and it's why I'm glad um, with what what transpired with the the substitutions and that. You know, that mm. that second half was a lot better. Yeah, that second half was was needed um, to be like that because that was the second transition stage. We kind of got through that twenty twenty five minute nervy period where you're 
realistically trying to stop them getting the early goal so they sit behind the ball for the majority of the game. Mm. We got through that. We got to half-time not losing. And then we it was it was a case of, right, now we've got to get ourselves in front. And that was just the, the pleasing thing. Yeah, it definitely was a, a, a better... Um... A better second half. Just looking here, um, Awani looks set for Marseille medical on Sunday. Um, I do think we, we might look at that. I think that's one that's got away. Uh, unless mm. they really do know something about Yuri signing that nobody else does. Apparently, last week, we actually made a firm offer for Jack Harrison at Leeds. Okay. £20 million offer, which they turned, they turned down. Um, but um, Leeds manager insists Jack's house. Jack, oh, Sky, stop jumping me. That Jack Harrison is happy at the club, and of course, he, is, he scored a goal today as well. Yeah, but so that was if we get Tete, do we need him though? No, not if it's, this Tete deal is confusing my brain. I don't want to talk about it after <laughs> the third jar incident. Um, <sighs> But yeah, I mean, God, whatever happens, however this deal goes through, whatever way, it's one of them. I think Jack Harrison was probably, if this does go belly up, will push the boat because he's the one with the experience in the Premier League. And his contract is near the end, so we'll see. Maybe in the summer, because I'm not sure if either of these places, well, A, will finally get revealed about the Tete deal, whether it's a permanent or a loan or a loan permanent or whatever. Um, maybe, maybe he can play across the board or one of them can play across the board and we get an extra winger in. I wouldn't be opposed yes, to it. Uh, there, there is that, you know. Uh, oh, guess what? Um, I, I, I've, I've, I've not been able to do this yet, but I think, I think I am allowed to do this one. So just bear with me. Here we go. Catching up with the latest news on LTID Radio. Vardy's out for two weeks with a muscle injury. Oh, oh for God's sake. Well, at least one part of the fan base is going to get the wish. Dakar or Nacho are going to get started for the next few games. Yeah, which is what they're yeah. going to need. One of them needs it. One of them needs to take the opportunity. And I know instantly people will go to the goal scorer, Ian Acho. Um, but one of these now, unfortunate as it is to hear, because obviously at least it's only two weeks mm. and not a longer injury. We we'll hope there's nothing wrong with the, you know, return, um, and he doesn't take a bit longer. But someone's got a, a very very small granted window but if someone can take this opportunity now to really make a case for maybe being the starting striker or I don't know <laughs> two up front um, I don't know but we, we, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm living in a fantasy world but yeah. you know let's I mean Inacho came on uh, again I didn't think he was going to make any any difference to be honest with you because he's not a lone striker but he did bring something to the game and it had a couple of efforts before the goal I mean okay you know it was his goal you've got to say it was his goal um because I think it was on target 
but it did take a deflection and their, their keeper was unlucky. But you just know he's going to get a goal for you in the FA Cup, don't you? Yeah, and I really should have had more faith in him. It's funny that, actually, because I, I was... Um... I was actually speaking to a mate of mine throughout the game and it got to about half time and she and I said to her, I said to her, What do you what what what, what changes do you make at this team? Because we were just happy that we got through obviously nil nil like everybody probably wasn't we weren't losing the tie. Yeah. And and I, I was like, Well, I think we should go to up front and I, I've asked her for the lottery numbers because I'm gonna be a millionaire after tonight because she said to me, she goes I think Ian Acho should come on because he loves scoring in the FA Cup. Dennis Pratt needs to come on. And she, she was like, then she said, and I'd like to get half hours worth of seeing what the new left-back can do. And she called it spot on. She said, Ian Acho will score and we win the game 1-0. So I'm I'm going to be rich after this trip tonight. So um, I, I'll get a donation. So I couldn't believe it. But Ian Acho, I told you the stats afterwards because I had to check it up, didn't I, Chris? I think it's 24 games he's played in the FA Cup for Leicester and Manchester City, scoring 17 goals. It was never in doubt when he came on the pitch. I even tweeted to Walsall, tongue-in-cheek, and I, went very, I gave him a compliment. I said, very well played, Walsall, today. But we all knew the second this man stepped on what was going to happen. And I just put a little meme that said, you've just been Ian Atchode, which someone has created. So, you know, it just seemed inevitable when he came on, didn't it, that we score? Although, yeah. it did come with fortune. But still, I'm, we'll I'm take it. Though, sorry, who did you say that predicted those three changes? Uh, just a friend of mine. She she made all the changes and gave the half hour. Get her get her employed at Leicester. I said, <laughs> that. I, said if, I said to her, if I ever somehow become a Leicester manager or, or we need a manager, I'm putting a name forward. So yeah. <laughs> quite right as well. Quite right as well. Um let's just have a look if there's any other news. Apparently, just before we carry on, I don't know, I haven't read anything about this, but um Scott was asking, are we after pair shares from Torino? Um, I didn't know, but then Ryher said we apparently bid 28 million and Pratt for him. Don't know him. Can't, can't, can't comment no. on something I have no idea with. I wouldn't be giving Pratt. I wouldn't give those uh, weird names that I'm going to say out loud and it, it means something else. You, you know, you know the ones I mean. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, let's just have a look. Persia's. Um, yeah, he's a Netherlands player. Um, let's have a look because Wikipedia is never wrong, is it? I no, mean, you know, Tete yesterday went from Leicester to Forest to Derby to <laughs> to Brendan's reserve. Yeah. Somebody. I, I, I tell you what. It, i tell you what is funny, Chris. I was just, you know what I'm like, I get rid of my notifications when there's too many popping up. I've just yeah. seen a video that, that Le Leicester City have actually uploaded. It's a, it's Kelechi Inacho's post-match interview, and he literally says in his interview, I love this competition. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no dice, mate. Obviously, yes, clearly you do with the goal <laughs> game that you have. I tell you yeah. what, if, if he get, I mean, let's be honest with you, he got us to the final last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. He scored some vital goals. Now, I'm just looking on football transfers. Um, he's valued at 15 million euros. But then again, you would have known that, wouldn't you? You're the expert on values. Apparently um, so, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I wouldn't be offering Dennis Pratt, though. I know he went alone there, but I wouldn't be offering him. I think Pratt's very vital to this this second half of the season. Yeah, definitely. If you go back to May 2021, it went Upanenko, Quebec, or Scherz. Liverpool transfer targets assessed. They didn't get that one right, did they? No, no. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. oh, Andrew. I heard of his brother, Perfume. It's not as bad as his cousin, is it? Performance. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, or his dad. Or his dad. Percentage. But will his performances <laughs> always be perfect? You carried it on. You guys in the chat started it. Oh. And if he ever plays on his own as like a single, I don't know if he's a he's obviously not a striker, but if he was to play on his own up front, he'd oh, I forgot what I was gonna say now. <laughs> <laughs> when you forget your own joke, you know it's you know <laughs> you know it's bad. You know it's yeah. bad. That's, that's God telling me, don't say it, Chris. Don't go there. Um, okay. Um, I, I, I guess though, if, he, if he's got any, if he's got any boys, children, they would be per son, wouldn't they? Oh, it is. Oh dear. Oh. Right. Right. We're moving on. Moving on. Let's move on from that. <laughs> Latest in the Isle of Man, uh, Walsall 2, Leicester 1. <laughs> you know what? That Isle of Man TV slurps. I'd get, I'd get, I'd bin it if I was you. Uh, Highfields, save all your kisses for me. Look, I, I like you, Highfields, but I've never met you. So, you know, let's just to back off a little bit, shall we, maybe? Uh, great. Um, have them both shot, Chris. Well, yeah, exactly. Mind you, I'd have to shoot myself as well then. Uh, oh my god, what have I started exactly? <laughs> you see, come on here and start that with yeah, us two. We're in for yeah. it. Well, you can see we're all thinking here now. Per what can follow, per yeah, <laughs> right? Let's move on before it gets silly. Oh, here we go. Slurpy just bought a deodorant for people who can't make their mind up, it's called Unsure. I mean that that is worse because that is only your second comment you've come in with and it was that I will look for you I will find you and I will kill you uh, we know the Isle of Man it's not a big island uh, hey Chris what, what what's the deodorant's favourite auntie auntie perspirant I'm off. See you later. I'm not. I'm not showing my face after that. Somebody came up to me and said, "I'm actually going to. Uh, I've had to buy a new deodorant, but please don't tell everybody." I went, "Sure, Mum's the word." <laughs> oh, tell you something. Sunderland have forced Fulham to a replay. 
Yes, yeah, it literally just come up. Um, good, you've changed the subject. Let's move on while we can. Quick, right. run with it, quick. <laughs> dear, oh dear, somebody's just said. Right, let's have a look at this lot then, eh? So, it's stats time. Um, 1-0, it was 0-0 at half time. Uh, as you can see there, the top five performers are all Leicester players. Uh, Castagna got their man of the match on who scored. Um, let me just take that um, that banner down. Um, yeah, uh, Phase was second. Mendy, I thought, had a great game, was third. Tielemans, 7.3. What? What? No. No, 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 I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm gonna word I'm gonna send a strongly worded letter in, dear who scored. What are you thinking? <laughs> giving Yuri Tillerman the 7.3. Disgusted of Leicester. Um, total shots, Dakar um got seven, Tielemans four, Barnes four, Inacho four, and then finally we get a a, a, a Warsaw player on. Tackles, um We've, we've got only Mendy and Dewsbury Hall in there. The rest are um, Warsaw players. Uh, and dribbles, Tielemann's got two. That's nothing to write home about, is it? But um, Madison, Faze and Castagna were also in there. So there you can see attempts on goal. 28 to Leicester. Eight for Warsaw. One uh, 24 from open play for us, two for Walsall. Uh, set piece six for them, only one from us. Uh, counter attack two. Do you think, or are you asking the question that I'm asking, is what has happened to our set piece coach? Um, in we what don't sense? We sort of seem to be getting a little bit bad at them again. Yeah, but we've been missing Madison for for, for that, and Yuri's taking the corners when he's having one of the worst games I've ever seen him having a Leicester shirt. Just kind of sums up where our ability is on set piece takers. Um, we're also not blessed with height in the box, especially when Evans has been injured all season. Who's probably our tallest centre back, I believe. So. We're not blessed with hype from corners. It's why we rarely, rarely score from them. Um, so, unless Madison's is on form and he's having free kicks from the edge of the box, we don't really create much um, from set pieces. We never really have, to be honest with you, which is a little bit disappointing given the potential talent we have that can find the top corners with their, with their side footers. You know, like Barnes and that. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know. You know, set piece coat can only work with what he's got in front of him. And if he doesn't think there's many up to scratch on taking them, then he's got to work with what he, what he considers to be the best. Yeah, and that's a very good point. And, Gray, that is bad as well. Go and wash your mouth out, sir. Back in the 70s, I saw my GP go on about soap. He said, that's life, boy. I don't know. 
I don't just know. God. There, was, there was a period in that game, moving on very, very quickly, there was a period in that game, I think we had three or four corners, one after the other. Tielemans constantly was on the far side when we were in the second half. Tielemans was constantly not getting the ball past the first man. Hey, he was incredible at picking out the tallest defender they have on the pitch. Yeah. Three corners and white-headed all three of them. He didn't have to move an inch. I mean, that's you know, that's accuracy. It's just a shame. Like, you don't know, just a shame it was their defender he kept making sure he had the ball. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it's, does it... It's, it's either favouritism, which we know he has anyway. We know he has that. With mm. with the situation, we're trying to do everything we can to suddenly brainwash him into a contract. It seems, you know, so, you know, like totally cheap with the brainwash, but you know what I mean. Like trying to coerce him into a new deal that will put him on anything he can. And we did. We made the same mistake with Madison. If you remember last season? I was always saying he takes free kicks, corners. He takes short free kicks. He takes long free kicks. He takes throw-ins. He takes. He pretty much does everything on the pitch, and it was burning him out. And I think we're putting too much emphasis on on your retirements to do to do a lot. So that doesn't help him either. Get yeah, you think... why can't Jewsbury Hall take a corner? Why can't Barnes take a corner? Indeed. Barnes and Barnes is a winger. Surely we trust him enough to put a cross in the box. Well, well couldn't do any worse, there. could he? Could not do any worse at all. Um James uh, wants him to be number one. Um, Gray says um, you could see more of his tackle than Leicester's put in. I'd rather not, Gray. I'd rather not. Uh, and then, then we're back to, uh, for those of you that missed it last night, um, of course, there is the old um, be careful where you pause your video picture of Mr. Hampton. Um, I can't help. Every time I see that, it makes me laugh. Um, I need to grow up, don't I? I'm a big kid, really. I do need to grow up. Um, but, look, here we go. These are the ratings here. Uh, I mean, the, the highest for Warsaw, I think, 7.2, which is their goalie, which probably says it uh, all. Um, ooh, I, I, still can't, I still can't see Tillman getting 7.3. I really can't. Especially with the missing penalty, uh, and I know that's not the end of the world by any stretch. Uh, sorry, somebody in, in in the chat has just said that Tete has passed his medical, but I I haven't seen it at all. Uh, it's not coming up on any news that I have seen. I I, um, I I can imagine that they won't bother announcing that he's passed his medical. They'll just announce that he's signed. So maybe in half hour. 40 minutes or so, we might see something break on Sky Sports News. But I just don't see... If if we know... Fabrizio's already noted that he was coming over today. So, the only and breaking we, news... We've played away. We're not at home, so Brendan's not there. Yeah, yeah. but... That, that, Brendan's not involved in the transfers. We all know that by, by what he says, well, so... Yes, but... As long, just, as long as some, as long as certain member of staff would have been left behind to to get him to do his medical. Oh yeah, but what I'm saying is, right. I think that they would want Brendan there for the announcement. Possibly, but I I can maybe now say this because they work for the club, but they tend to get the player in, have him go to the medical, take him to the ground, take his photo, and do all that first. Brendan managers are huge in the announcement of a player they'll, they'll probably 
get Brendan in the in the next post match. They may they may ask him. Leicester City themselves might do a video with Brendan and it talking about him, but yeah. they normally it's normally the bigger focus on the player. Brendan Brendan knows he's getting a player or he's been told he's got the player, and that and that will do Brendan until he he gets asked by the press. Yeah. So it was 28 shots to, to Leicester. Uh, Dakar had the most seven. Uh, after that, it was, okay, Tielemans. But Inacho had four, and he was only on for 20 minutes. Yeah, but we said this earlier, and in a weird way, and, and I agree with the comment that said about Inacho, no one, of the, no no fan at the club uh, doesn't like Inacho because we all love Inacho. Um and maybe we found ourselves one of the niche players. You know, I mentioned it earlier about number two's been the backup. And I know that it's it's different, but like, you know, we always love to see our facts had come off the bench, didn't we, when it was a cup game? And I'm I'm not saying just in cup games, but mm. I I I said it about and I'm sure we've probably all said it about certain players. The one that most comes to mind to me, because I always called it him. Was that Chicharito Hernandez that went to yeah. that was at Man U? Sometimes yeah. you just get a player that's better to impact it because of how he changes the diversity up front. And mm. if he's not going to go to up front, maybe that's Ian Acho's role. He comes off the bench, he changes the dynamic because he's a different he's a different striker to Vardy and Daka. So. Yeah. He gets their defence thinking. They maybe have to reshuffle, and he seems to really be able to take advantage of that uncertain ten-minute spell that 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 they take to adjust to him. There was a player um, I can't remember his first name. Fairclough used to play for Liverpool seventies, uh, eighties. He was like the first proper super sub, uh, ginger-haired guy. Never, never played well when he started. But my God, he, he could be like you know top goal scorer for the club just as a substitute. He would, you know, he really was a super sub. But this one's interesting. This is the possession one uh, that I've got up there. Um, and you're looking at Dewsbury Hall had the most. Oh no, Tielemans had twelve point five. He just didn't do much with it. Am I being really unfair here? But he had twelve point five percent possession. Um, so we're still putting everything through him, aren't we? But a Martin yeah, yeah. 8.5. Now, um, we've got a show coming up Monday night. It's called Room 101. If you've ever watched it on the telly, it's the same as that. We've got two Leicester fans up against each other. I'm going to try and keep it to Leicester fans, so I want Brad to come on as well. And basically, they will nominate their worst ever goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, striker, and then a wild card. And... Somebody, let me put it this way, uh, Brad will probably know, uh, isn't a big fan of Amati, so we, we might be seeing him on Monday night. I thought he had a fairly decent game. Yeah, I I don't understand the disdain that some some fans, you know, they're, they're all entitled to an opinion. I just don't understand it. Maybe if, if, this, if there's people in the comments that, that don't rate, don't like Amati, can give me their reasoning why, I'd be happy to understand it. But what do you expect from Daniel Amati? Do you expect a world-class centre-back? Because I certainly didn't. And I certainly never expect to see a world-class centre-back. With the greatest respect to him, I see a defender that is pretty decent at what he does but 
he can sometimes be a little bit indecisive and slow. He's not. He's not a. He's a good defender, a mm. good centre back. He's just not a. He's not. He's never going to be anything more than that. And unfortunately, you're going to see him make some errors from time to time. But I don't understand the pile on of hatred because when soyuncu has been throwing his toys at Pram, when we had French Voldemort out injured, or Evans was cropped, this man has stepped up to the task in hand. More times than not, he has stepped up to the task in hand. You know, we voted him our most improved player that season. Yeah. Um, he was a starlet in the Cups. He was a starlet in, in the Community Shield. I don't get why some people just never seem to see that Amate as a, as a, an actual decent centre back, because that's what a good centre back does. They they have okay they have games, but then they'll have a, a bad game, and that's unfortunate that Amate's never going to be better than that. But what did we expect with Amate? I think I think with Amate, for me, he is a. A player that you want in your squad um, because yes. you know, we know he's got a couple of defensive roles and certainly a midfield role in him there as well. So he's very much a utility man. Um, we know if Johnny Evans was fit and could stay fit, he, we wouldn't see him, Marty. And I, I can remember if you're going back to the um, and I can well, I will take you back to the Community Shield, Man City. And I heard his name announced as part of the team lineup walking up Wembley Way or up the steps to the to the stadium. And I can remember <laughs> I can remember the groan that went out from all the fans around me. And I thought they're all Leicester fans. Um mm. I had a decent game, but I mean in fairness, Man City have had the kids there. So he is he is what he is. Like you say, yeah. we both we want, you know, he was our most improved player of last season. Yes, I like Soyuncu, but I like the, the old Soyuncu. He did decent though against Man City. He, he does decent in the League Cup games. Uh, well, he did until Newcastle, but then nobody did well against Newcastle. But as you said last night, and I've got to be honest with you, it's something I never thought about. But last night, you made a very, very good point that this is more than just he's not performing at training. Yeah. Because it's gone on too long to be not performing at training. Somebody's not performing, you, you, he wouldn't even be getting on the bench, I don't think. You know what I mean? It's just no. think more there that we do not know about. Yeah, there is. And I, I put forward the idea that the same random, out-of-nowhere transfer activity seems to ha speculate around his name, you know, and never materialises to anything other than just a random-ass rumour from nowhere and it just, I, I think he needs to, it might be too late for his time at Leicester, but I think he maybe needs to look at his agent and think, what are you playing at, mate? Oh, look, what, one team in Nottingham played today and one team in Nottingham won. And it uh, oh. was the black and white half, I'll tell you. But uh, and fair play to Dewsbury Hall as well, 6.9% um, possession. Um, if we yeah. look at, um, which we will... Pass rates, there we go. Uh, 90, 96 Medi, again, to me, unsung today. Um, I mean, if you look at, you know, one of their centre midfielders there, Knowles, 
he was on for 90 minutes and he got a 27 he made 27 27 successes with his passes you know i mean even even uh i everson got 75 percent pratt got 100 percent inacho got 92 percent madison 90 um Tillemans, in fairness 84 barnes 83 it's just we don't do anything with the passes they're just passing around but I've got to say, another player that impressed me was Mendy. Impressed me as well. And I think I may have said this before. Um, and I'm going to say it again, if that's the case, or for the first time, if I've not said it, maybe on one of these shows, and I've just said it elsewhere. But I have said it. This is very weird for me, because if, if you'd have told me, and any Leicester fan, three... Three seasons ago, or three years ago, depending on how you want to look at it, right? Out of all your central defensive midfielders, Brad, or any Leicester fan, like I said, like yourself included, Chris, if I said to you three years ago, you're going to see, or maybe you're going to have a very good argument to say that Mendy is above Indeedy in the pecking order right now, you'd have been laughed at because Indeedy was class, Mendy was clearly just that desperate player that we couldn't improve the depth, so we have to keep him around. Now, and I know I said it about Samore as well this season, even though he's been a bit injured and out of team recently, which is a bit of a shame for him because he was looking good. I do not I do not fear anybody in that sense of mid-place, and I would pick Mendy right now ahead of Ndidi on form. I really would. He controlled and swept up any danger that Wolves will try to throw at us. And I know people will now start saying, like I have seen already, and I get it, it was only Walsall, but again, I reiterate, we haven't won this season unless it's been in the cup. In terms of this this year, sorry, this year yeah. not this. Year. I know it feels like it's not been this season, but it did mean this year unless it's been in the cup. And this is what we need. We just drawn with Brighton, despite how late the goal was, but we got a point against a very good Brighton side. Let's face it. Tried to Liverpool three 0 the week before. Yeah. That's a mystery in its own, and I'm kind of going to have to untangle that mystery because I'd love to know a Brighton fan's feeling on the club at the moment because these players seem to be suddenly wanting to leave and asking to leave, and that, that seems strange given what they're doing in the league. But thankfully, we're Leicester fans and we can concentrate on something that's not so... Well, still weird, but our own, our own version of weird. Hi, Renee, by the way. Welcome along. Um, How do you do? Yeah, I mean, to, to me... Obviously, a few years ago, indeed, he was the, the, the dog's dangly bits, you know, and Man United yeah, yeah. with him and everything. Uh, but this season, myself, you, you've just mentioned it as well, and Craig, we've all said, no, if we've got a choice, we want Mendy in there. Uh, and and yeah. to be honest with you, we came so close to, to letting him go, and he is... A couple of times. He is the only player that has won yeah. anything in the past 18 months at Leicester. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what, Chris? We, we, we've mentioned it a few times on other shows that either the topic's been brought up or it's, it's just a, it, or it's the topic of conversation for the show. Uh, we've, talked, we've mentioned it a lot recently about players or potential strike partnerships that could have got away from Leicester, you know, what could have been and... and you know, like we said with the transfer uh, of that of that of the player that's gone to Marseille, is that one that potentially got away from Leicester? 
you could say this about Pratt as well. And what I'm about to say is, these Mendy and Pratt are probably the polar opposite of that. Where there may be two players that you look back on and go, "Thank God we kept around," because Dennis Pratt, who I know we're going to get to, he he falls into that category, doesn't he, Chris? It looked done and dusted. It looked like his time was up so many times, but we kept him around, and you know we extended the contracts. And yes. It's only just started to happen with Pratt, but, you know, considering he came off injured and when the heart sank and it, he was ready available this week and he got on the pitch again. It's good to see, isn't it? Mm. Two oh, players that maybe we're glad we kept. I would, I would love to keep him. If Tielemans is going, like I said to you, let him go, but I'd love to keep Pratt. I think he would be the perfect replacement. And well, it, it, would say, it would save the panic on trying to replace him, wouldn't it? If you've yeah. already got someone there, it's like Jewsby Hall. And I'll, I'll mention him more in the ratings because you know I'm going to yeah. have a little a little man crush session over Jewsby Hall from what I said to you backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, breaking news, we have a managerial sacking. Oh. Um, Aberdeen have sacked manager Jim Goodwin after today's 6-0 defeated Hibernian. That's probably oh. the least the least surprising um, decision ever taken because uh, they also lost one 0 to about a sixth tier team in the cup. The other yeah, day. I was just thinking it was them, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was. It was. Yeah. Um, so those are the aerial battles um, one that you can see there. Um, and let's just have a look tackles. Um, Mendy, look at that, you see again, Mendy, three, um, Jewsbury Hall, four, and like you say, we'll come on to him, Christiansen, two, after he came on, he looked good. He looked good, um, and look, I'm not going to get drawn into 30 minutes against Walsall, no. Um, because we've seen two sides of that, haven't we? We've seen that, yes, this, this could be a promising sign, but we could also have a Vicente Diabate moment. <laughs> you you read my mind so well. I, I, I do. You may have mentioned him once or 20 times over the last three shows that I've been on with you. So I had a feeling <laughs> you might mention him again. But no, it was it was good. I mean, one point I, I can't help hide away and, and say is, when he got the ball, at least he faced the right way. Um, that's but that, that's that's something that's always been in Thomas's game. He's always he's always played, and 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 I think he is more cautious left back than Christensen looks because Christensen did drive forward. Yes, yes. Um, then we've got oh corners. We when we were discussed corners, haven't we? You know. Um, yeah, we're shy. We're shy. <laughs> corners. <laughs> Dispossessed. Um, I don't read too much into that, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, there we go. That's the uh, that's the stats. So if we go to and have a look at the match report, um, pretty much. I mean, if you looked at um, at Walsall, they only like they don't like the left side, do they? But I've got to be honest with you. I thought our and it, this 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 backs it up really. When you look at our, um, you know, 20, 38 on the right, 26 in the middle, 36 down the centre. Yeah. Um, and today, especially in that second half, it was more noticeable. That 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 early penalty, I know we didn't score it, but you saw the knock-on effect that had. Walsall 
unfortunately for for them and thankfully for us in a way that that kind of helped because that kind of got them a bit edgy on the movement they were a little bit more careful with what they did and that's that helped allow Leicester a little bit to turn the game in their favor and and, and start to dominate and that's it looks good it looks a lot better and seems a lot better and doesn't sound so backward sideways when when you win, does it? Because you you, get, you you only remember us knocking it around nicely in the middle of the park and across, and playing it nicely across left and right. But it it was a bit untidy at points. We have to remember that. But yeah, it's nice to see that we can spread the attack out. Yeah, um, Pratt has quicker feet than Yuri, so I tend to agree with you. Uh, Gray, you're really showing your age there, Ken Goodwin. I'm sure. Brad has absolutely no idea who you're on about. And I only just remember him. Um, I recognise the, the name Goodwin, but I wouldn't... I, I take he, he, was, Fox, he was a comedian, comedian going back to the 70s. A yeah, comedian... Well, you know, yes, no. possibly, possibly not. Uh, no, he, he, was, he was funny enough back in the day. Um, Fair enough. Damien says, we was rubbish. I think that's been a bit unfair, personally. I, I think I think that Damien's probably not going to be the only fan that that has that interpretation because because of the scoreline and, and and because one of the key players in our squad in terms of what we know we can expect from them had a very and I'm being kind here average game mm-hmm. um, well poor game now I'll say it how it is he had a very very poor game. Um, that it seems that way. But at the end of the day, you have to take the occasion um, as we were. And yeah, we were. I'm not saying that we were brilliant, by the way, but if you was to ask someone to do a kind of kind of bland, boring, steady eddy job and avoid the, the, the banana skin... And not really look like conceding the goal, let's be honest. Apart from that spillage by Iverson, like you said at the start of the show, we don't, I don't really remember. Oh, no, sorry. They, they had one, didn't they, where he blasted it over by about 40 yards. Apart yeah. from that, I don't really remember us looking like, oh, we're going to concede here. It was, it, it never really, for me, got that Newport County feeling to it, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. I would say it was a solid enough performance to do what we needed to do, given the form we were in going into this tie. Yeah, I, I mean, Gray said there we were adequate. I think sometimes, again, I understand what Damon said, you know, if we'd, if we'd yeah. gone from 6 to 7 nil, we'd still be in round five, you know, and... Yeah. I said this last night, didn't I? That this, well, sorry, I said this on, on Talk Sport the other morning. That this is Warsaw's FA Cup final. Hmm. Whatever we say, we are a Premier League team going to a club, new owners, I grant you, at the Poundland Stadium, sponsored by Poundland. Yeah, I, I, so, I, I jokingly threatened that if Warsaw beat us, I'm never going to be able to go into Poundland again, am I? <laughs> We're not with Leicester fans aren't allowed to shop at Poundland if they're the no, beaters. No. But this Sorry. is their this is their final. They are gonna put eleven men behind the ball. They are gonna try and hit us on the break. If they get a replay, it's a big payday for them. And you know, not every team is gonna go and score four or five against these lower division teams because of the way they play. Yeah. 
and, and then again, let's look at them chances in a different light and say Leicester, Leicester of old, if you will, to give you know that, that's that's the phrase we tend to use when we when when we're in bad form, we think back to Leicester of old because we've become quite accustomed to it as Leicester fans that we play fast tempo and that we have lots of chances and we score lots of goals. We went, we've gone through quite a. A period that we maybe didn't appreciate as much as we should have, given the last season and a half, I would say, in terms yeah. of how it's gone on the pitch. But we've become so accustomed to that that we we talked it backstage, didn't we, Chris, and both agreed that on another day, the old Leicester would have actually won this game by the scoreline we were we, we were hoping for, which was they would have won this game three or four nil because yes, they snatched at chances and yes, they didn't connect with the ball that well. Dakar notably, he he improved with each shot, but he never quite had an uh, it, he wasn't afforded the amount of shots it was taking him to finally put the ball in the net. But on another day, we would have scored the three or four goals and it would have been comf- more comfortable. Um, but we just got to as Leicester fans, all we can do is just pretty much hope that that is something we can build on now because obviously we we missed the boat with the Gillingham result to do the same the the other the other option is that we play like Brazil for 89 minutes and lose 1-0 to a penalty or a breakaway you know brilliant but their goalkeeper was much the match and so I know like Brad says Damon I I can see where you're coming from but yeah uh, I think I, and, I, and I will say this to you, Damien. You say we were rubbish, and I get that. I can understand why you're frustrated to say that. Liverpool and Tottenham, I think Liverpool was against someone like Northampton Town as well. They're two teams that stand out for me that I infamously remember played full-strength teams and lost in to lower league oppositions. So we might have seen rubbish in your eyes because we put out from a full strength team and only won one nil. But I'd rather see it done one nil than be sat here raging, making Chris a millionaire with a swear jar and losing that game. If, if we, so that's if the way we, you've got to try and take it today. Yeah. If we let's say we put that performance against Villa in a week's time, and we win, if we win one nil, I'm taking it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Years ago. I can remember, was it um, Malcolm McDonald was playing for England? And I forget who we were playing, but it was one of the minnows. And I think we won something like 6 7 nil, and he got five goals, the only guy that's ever done it sort of thing. England very rarely now get those sort of results. Yes, we still do against like the San Marinos maybe, and you know, but, you know, teams, you know, the, the, in the past there was a huge gap. There isn't now at international level. That gap has we we've not got any better. We've we've you know the the top teams have always been good. When would you ever thought you'd have seen a team like North Macedonia at a competition, or you'd have seen Costa Rica at a competition? The the the, the gap is getting smaller, and yeah. it is also I believe in English football as well. The gap between the Premier League and some of the teams, you know, Walsall got new owners. Gillingham got new owners and have started really. Look at Wrexham, they've got Hollywood actors as their owners. And we are not a good Premier League team. We are a team that's in that Premier League and holding on by our fingernails. We are literally yeah. dangling over the abyss. We are, we've been rubbish all season, not just in that game. Um, yeah. So, you know, as I say, for me, and, and you'll take it. 
yeah, and also you have to give credit to Walsall. Yes, again, yeah. in, in, kind of in the same contrast as what I said about Leicester. You know, a solid performance, got the job done, avoided the banana skin, never realistically looked in danger of having a banana skin, in, if truth be told. But then you look at Walsall, and if you're a fan of Walsall, then when you went to the game today and you're a player, anything, if you're associated with Walsall Football Club and you was there today, and you're thinking... You know how we've said before, you don't, obviously you don't like losing, nobody likes losing, but if you're going to lose, do it in a certain manner. This yeah. is exactly like you said, it was their FA Cup final, they, they, they gave everything they could to that performance, and if they were going to lose, and you said to them, you're going to lose, sorry, to spoiler alert, I'm from the future, you're going to lose, but how do you want to lose it? Would you take a 1-0 loss? Yeah, be you know, I'd be gutted, but if we only lost it 1-0 and we gave everything, I'd be happy with it. That's what Walsall fans got. So, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to give credit to them because they put in performance and it just went for Leicester. For Leicester today, their, their class, their, their talent level difference provided the clinical edge enough to, to take us through. 100%. Fair, fair play to them. They were not embarrassed. Um, like I say, I don't think we ever looked in danger, but they, they, they did very, very well to say from where they... Uh, they are from. That's quite interesting. Uh, maybe that says our defence didn't do that bad at all. Um, that they that um, Warsaw never had a shot from inside the six-yard box, and half of their shots had to be taken sort of long shots from distance. And we've we've had this discussion before. Whether is it is it sort of bad that a team is having to take long shots because they can't get that close? Does it mean the other team's defending well? I think it does, and again, Leicester, Leicester played in a way um, that was just quite smart. I think for the occasion, I don't think it's how Leicester liked to try and negotiate any banana skins this season with Gillingham. You could look at that as well. It was, it wasn't the greatest of tempo, but it's probably the key because you know this side's going to have an energetic hope in half an hour. They're going to come out, all their nerves, or if they've got any at all, you can't, mm. you know, that extra energy you get, they're going to be, and they were, they were trying to fly around the pitch and were trying to press us high. And we kind of played it with the calmness that you need to, to negotiate that moment. And that, and that's why you've seen them in the end, Leicester did that really well because of where they were shooting from. They didn't have many shots and, and Leicester got in front of whatever did come their way. We know that by the lack of action Iverson had in goal. Yeah, sixty-one percent of our shots came from inside the the, the penalty box. You know, yeah, and again uh, that comes from them doing their defensive work probably putting bodies on yeah. the line, which is what yeah. they were going to do. Yeah, um, those are the player positions. I'm just looking for the heat map because uh, I do find that fascinating, um, and I can never. You, like, you like the colours, so that's what it is. <laughs> you know me too well right i mean there you go i mean you know we played i think we played decently i mean that's almost like just you know give us the whole pitch really isn't it yeah again and, and you know people that don't think it was too glamorous and great day i'd agree with on the glamorous part because it certainly wasn't glamorous uh, you know the the the, the obvious weaknesses we have are still there, some miscommunication, some astray passes, 
But in terms of going about the business in the right manner, that clearly that that's clearly shown with this because you can see that we kind of dominated the ball and Walsall were just trying to restrict us, keep mm. themselves in the game, and, and and just hope that a chance fell their way kind enough to to maybe either get their noses in front or or drag it to a replay and 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 we were very resilient in that as you can see. A lot of cold spots on there. Can I just say, I just changed that, and there's hardly any difference, but that is Mendy's heat map. Incredible performance. Uh, You said it right, and I, you know, he, unsung hero, you know, Mm. unsung hero in that performance. And that's that's who's. Um, That's Castagna. Yeah, probably another unsung hero today. He he today gave me what I've been asking for when it's come to giving him ratings and the reason I've not put him as high. Today he got forward. Today he was on the front foot. Today he was in the positions to stretch defences. Please, Mr. Castagne, take that aggressive nature to Villa and for the remainder of the season because that's the Castagne that I love to see playing on that right wing. Barnes again, he, he was, and, and people are going to say, "Why? Well, well, you know, he's on the left." And but yeah, is is the, the side swap, don't they? Half time, so that's why he's uh, he's coloured on both sides. Um, but that's Barnes's heat map. Uh, Madison, I mean, they're all pretty much, you know. Uh, let's look at Dewsbury Hall, for example. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised with Dewsbury Hall there is a blade of grass available. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I really do. He ran everywhere today. Yes. Um, KDH was everywhere. Indeed, he was grey. Um, David says, what do you think about how Barnes played? Well, you know, we've just, we just discussed that, haven't we? Uh, yeah. I expect him to put the defence more in fear for their lives, for the speed he has, but don't really see it. it was, do you know, I mean, I said this during the game. Barnes probably had a couple of chances that a confident Barnes of a couple of seasons ago would have done more with. You could see we we didn't have anything going in the final third and we haven't all season. And it's almost a confidence thing. Do you remember when we, we, Pearson was in charge and we did the great escape? Yeah. I can remember nobody in that team wanted to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Kept passing it around. Yeah, yeah. next, next, and it's next. it's almost right. They don't want to, you know, take responsibility uh, or take the risk, if you like, you know. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's a little bit. But like I say, I, th- I think the effort, when you look at that, and I, I do quite like that because it, it does show up what we don't always see on the telly. Yeah. And although, 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 I w- although I will say today... There was probably two spells where Leicester did have a flurry of chances, and they were from the edge of the box. But you, you felt today that Leicester tried as many times as they could to at least get a few shots under their belts a bit more today. When the opposition, and I know, and you have to remember as well, there's there's a few block shots because you know Walsall defended resolutely today. You know, again, we've spoken highly of them all game, and you have to in this occasion because they. If they if they'd have played their part wrong for this 
you know, for the for the neutral, and and they'd have been on the front foot and tried to and they left gaps in, and we 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 raced into like a two two or three nil lead. You know, we'd have been sat there going, oh yeah, but we smashed them, and it'd been a di- we'd be having a different sort of press conference and taking it with a bit of pinch of salt, maybe. But the fact that they played so well and put in their efforts doesn't probably even tell the full story of how we attacked today because. We did have a few more shots, but I don't know if they all count, being as they were maybe half-blocked sort of thing as well. I know what you mean. Um, we've got this. Catching up with the latest news on LTID Radio. Breaking news for you. You thought... He'd gone to the, the Middle East. You thought we would never see anything of him again on Sky. No, half an hour programme tonight, Premier League icons, all about Ronaldo. For God's sake, Sky, he's fucked off. He's gone out, excuse my French, turn myself off again. He's gone off to, um, to, to wherever it is, Qatar or, or one of the Bahrain, wherever it is, and you're still giving him all this game time. Who cares about him? Who really, really cares? Mm. Only Sky. Only yeah. Sky. But uh, I suppose it fills up half an hour. Right. Um, it's time to judge the players. And we are going to be doing that. Um, we'll do it. I'll tell you what, straight after this, because I need to stick a break in for the podcasts. He says, if you can find it. <laughs> oh, God, I used to be organised. Here we This go. podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Yes, I've left a gap there. I have to leave a gap so that they can stick a, an advert in the middle. Right, let's get this up. Um, and this is going to be a very interesting... Um, I don't know whether we, we, I think we should agree on a lot of this. Um, we had a little bit of a chat before, didn't we? Yes. Uh, yes. Let's just see. I have too many things here. Um, player ratings. Here we go. Whoops, a daisy. Here we go. Uh, static is back in. Um, I have to go. Yes, I'm angry and very disappointed with what happened last night, but I now know demand Arsenal to turn things around and get back to bring consistency in the league. You look at mate, it's yours to lose, in my opinion. I, I think Arsenal, and we have had banter with Arsenal fans, we know. We know you love any Leicester player that you can get your hands on, but <laughs> it's making a change for Manchester City, winning it all the time. You've not done it for a while. Uh, we've won this more recently than you have. I think it's, it is yours to lose. It is yours to lose this season. So go on and win it. Uh, Gray says, um, more sky drivel. Yes, indeed. Uh, Chris, bye, well done again for today. And you take care as well, Static. Take care, buddy. It's been a while. Take care, buddy. And good luck, like I say, uh, in, in the league. Um, right. Okay. So here we go. And we'll have a look how it compares to... Uh, what um, uh, the gentleman who works for the Mercury, uh, Jordan Blackwell, has given them. So we're going to start with Daniel Everson. Um Thoughts on this one? It didn't have a lot to do, but it kept his eye on things. He 
he had that spillage at the end, but he's straight on it. And to be fair, he had all the time in the world, realistically, with the defence in front of him, holding players off. He, he was never really in trouble of a Warsaw player getting on it. But you, you do have your heart in your mouth as you see it happen, because it does seem to happen in slow motion. Yeah. Um, away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And it, and it ended nil-nil, I'd probably give him a six, but I'm going to give him a seven because he had a good game. He just didn't have a lot to do. It's not his fault he didn't have a lot to do. Um, but what he did do, he did well. Well, um, Jordan Blackwell says, four appearances and four clean sheets. The Dane had to make a good uh, low save early on and then pulled off a spectacular stop for a Warsaw chance that turned out to be offside. He came out of his goal well two to sweep up behind. And like I say, he did make that good decision. And he's given him seven as well. And I'd probably say I have to agree with you on that one. Um, oh. Now then, Mr. Castagna. It was good to see Timothy Castagna, not back to his best, but back to doing what he does well. I'd, you know, you, and, and anybody who's a regular to this part of the show knows, I've not been so much critical of him, but I've, I've, I've knocked him down a few ratings because he's not been showing both sides of his game. And I don't know if that's been instructed or what. I'm hoping something's changed for the better in that because it was nice to see Castagna get in, in good positions. He was involved in a lot of good build-up play um, throughout in the first and second half mm. uh, for what we were able to create. He looked lively again. And I know we'll get on to two very good players in the middle of the park later on. But for me, he was up there at, at an early half contention for Man of the Match. He gets an eight for me. I thought, I, was, I, I thought one of his better games. And yes, we can all turn around and go, well, you know, it was Walsall, but you can only play who's in front of you. And yes. you know, this is Leicester. You know, we've, we've seen games, uh, <coughs> Wickham Wanderers, <coughs> Newport, <coughs> Millwall, where you know, we haven't performed when basically we should have done. Uh, so fair play to them that you know they still had to perform. So yeah, I agree. Came very close to man of the match for me. His crosses were brilliant. Uh, it's almost like you know Mark Albrighton had taken over his body with those crosses. Um, he did possess him, didn't he, a little bit? Yeah. And the first half, he made loads of good runs down the right to provide a real outlet for City, delivering a few decent crosses. A few. Defensively, he was very solid, mopping up well when his teammates required him to, and he got another seven as well off Jordan. Now then, uh, Mr. Contentious here, Mr. Amati. Steady Eddie. 
dealt with anything well, didn't look uneasy, um, cleared the danger when needed, made some nice little runs as well. Um, so did his counterpart next to him, we'll get on to. Um, steady, any good performance, solid enough, gets a seven. Gets a seven from you, right. Um, let me just add that in. He got a six off um, Jordan. Uh, there were a few if he passes early on, but otherwise he was fine. He won important headers, was calm under the high clearances and brought the ball out of defence well. To be honest with you, and I think we've said this before, you know what? If it's a six or a seven, it's... Pretty much the same. It is, it is. If it's a seven and an eight, it's pretty much the same. You know, if it's a three or a... Yeah. You, know, you, you, you know, you're splitting hairs if you are arguing over that. So, yeah, I agree. Six or seven... Uh, probably edges the seven for me as well because I didn't see a mistake in him today. I've got to be honest with you. Um, right, we are up to um, Mr. Faze. Uh, I, I know, I know. I'm probably probably can hear the booze because I know what's coming. People watching, they know what I'm going to do. Probably people will say it's a cop out, but you know, it's very. It's not that often we see. One of these stand out, uh, as in uh, do a better job than the other. They they, they complement each other quite well when they're on song. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, we've seen them when they played on song. You know, that, that four or five game spell where they were the thou shall not pass yeah. uh, combination. The Wild Face looked a lot more accomplished. You know, he, I would argue he, he he was more David Louise like. I thought at one point he was t- taking on an amazing run. He reminded me of the run the runs that the French Voldemort used to uh, make when he was driving forward. I thought he was going to have a, he had a few shots as well from the edge of the box today. Well, I've never seen him go forward apart from corners, obviously, but yeah, no, corners, it, I've not seen him uh, go as forward as that for no, today. Uh, no, no. And again, Marty got for, more forward than I've seen him today. Uh, he was obviously, obviously, you then could argue that we had them on the back foot. He's not, they probably don't get the same freedom that they got today in the Premier League. Um, but it was nice to see that in tandem we got there. I was contemplating an eight, but I'm going to give them a seven because I think they both did the, their jobs very well. And with me and centre back parents, I tend to put them on the same wavelength because if they, if one performs good, the other one tends to. Yeah. So, yeah, he got, he got a seven off Jordan. Uh, his best game in a while, he showed a good range of passing out from the back and dribbled forward well to commit wall, to, to commit Walsall players. He was he was often in the right position to clear crosses too and got seven. I mean, let's let's not forget, guys, when you are watching this game and you are you know you see us voting here for the and, and grading these players. This isn't this is. Just for the one match, it's not a season thing. We're not saying always had a bad season, so he gets a four, even though he scored the hat trick today. And yeah, you know, we know that it was against Walsall, but we can only judge against on the game that we've just seen, and that's what we're doing. And uh, coming on to uh, Lukey, Lukey Thomas. Uh, Gray says Faze did well today. David said before, Thomas for me maybe suffering from being overplayed. I think you could well be right. And hopefully, with Mr. Christian uh, being bought, that will give him a bit of a break. Yeah, it will. And look, we know Brennan likes to rotate. And again, I don't need to stress, you know, you know, 
stress the point again, but we do have five subs for a reason. So this could really benefit Thomas, especially with long-term absence and absentee um, uh, in James Justin. He's still going to get called upon to do it. Uh, this is probably one of them where I feel a little bit harsh, um, but I'm going to give him a six. Because at some point he did stifle us a little bit with his almost almost muscle memory, if you will, to turn and face to face Iverson and face fans. Instead of sometimes maybe taking that that more advanced approach, which he did at times, and he did try and get himself in between Barnes and and, and Dewsbury Hall at sometimes, but I did feel sometimes he maybe didn't read the room and made the wrong decision. Not that it ever, it never accounted to anything. It's not like he misplaced a pass and it gave Warsaw a chance or anything. But he maybe just made the wrong option. So I'm gonna give him a six. I do feel a bit harsh because he didn't do anything wrong as such. But there was just a few oh, times. I think. Be careful. We don't say, "Oh, well, he's young and he's still learning." He's actually older than Christian that's come in. Yeah, you yeah, know? and I, I, I just think that he could use this competition. For, for his place because um yeah it's just needed you like competition as well let's be honest with you as well is that yeah he's a young lad he's come in he's had he's had to do what he's had to do because we haven't had any of the choices yeah exactly especially in his early early days yeah and i'd yeah. have to say overall he hasn't really let us down you know it's not like no. we have to play you know um, no. A Wurzel at the left back, you know, he's he's done as best as he can for us. Yeah, and he's done well enough to have kept uh, an England left back at the team when they were both in the same squad, and he had to take over from that caliber of player that we had in Chilwell. Um, I know he didn't leave on the best of terms with with the club or or, or a majority of the fans, which which again they kind of have the same negative trait that we just don't like about them as they do they do concentrate more on a defensive side and and then they frustrate you when they show a bit of a bit of oomph going forward because you see what they're capable of if you know what i mean then it's kind of like stop stifling your, your own development there and push on and i think that's the the thing we don't really want he he yeah. he does seem to suit being the defender that we maybe put on with 20 minutes to go if, if we're wanting to make one of our Sides a little bit more cautious and defensive, and that's maybe what Thomas needs with Christensen. And I think when Justin comes back, we could well be looking at a um loan deal out. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. he got five off Jordan, everything seemed a little bit of a struggle, uh, or at least uncomfortable. He didn't quite have the composure of his teammates to make things look easy, so his play was a little bit rushed and haphazard. Pretty much, I mean, you know, not a hundred miles off what you were saying. Um, yeah, on, I have a feeling you're going to have some disagreements with with Jordan, um, Mr. Mendy. I'm gonna this this might maybe I'll get a little bit giddy, but when you hear what I'm about to say about the next two after this, you this this will understand why I'm going so high with him. I'm gonna give him a nine, Chris. I think he was fantastic today. He was, you know, he was what we want for that midfield. It's what we've become a bit accustomed to within DD. And, you know, this season, a few of you are agreement with me, which is something I, you know, it's good Not to see that people see. I know. I know. But it's nice when 
you know, you're not just seeing it and thinking, am I, am I being a bit blue tinted? But other people see, yeah. see it your way as well. And he was brilliant today. He he stopped any form of panic coming through that middle. He nullified anything that came his way. He's not afraid and it doesn't shark a challenge. He, he, he gets a nine. Yeah, not a problem. We'll give him a nine. Uh, he got a six off, Jordan. Uh, for the job he's needed for, he was very good. Uh, he kept things steady and played a few disguised passes to get City going forward too. He was put into heavy pressure late on, though, and lost the ball. I think I think six is a bit harsh, but there we go. It's, it's opinion. Yeah. And, I, I, and I'm, I, I might be being a bit generous, but I, 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 at least his words are better than his numbers, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, as great yeah. as Mendy does a job, he does. And we've got to, you know, <laughs> where would we be without him? These are the questions we've got to ask. Yeah. You know? Oh, Thomas is this, but where would we be without Thomas at the moment? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, you know, and, and, and I, know, I know maybe a Roy Keane would go, that's his job. You know, yeah. they say that's it. but yeah. he's got to do it well, and, and he does it well, and then he played dividends <clears throat> because we're about to talk about a performance that mm. maybe this 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 rating I'm about to give will maybe explain why I maybe ex- inflate the numbers of the players that played either side of him. Well, I was watching this, and I. Allowing for the fact that a penalty is a penalty. And we won at the end of the day, so it didn't cost us. And, you know, he had the balls to go up and take the penalty. I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm, I, I said during the game, please, will somebody just come in and buy Yuri Tillemans? Because to me, his bolt's been shot. It's time for him to move on. Uh, he's just... You know, I, I you know, you, you, I, I've often left left jobs and handed my notice in, and when you go up and you get the buzz of handing your notice in and saying I'm going, and then everybody's coming out and saying like, oh, you go, you've handed your notice in, oh, why, where you, and then you've got that lull for four weeks until you actually leave. All you're doing is treading water, and I hadn't said this about Tielemans before the World Cup, but. And I think we said it early, didn't we? I can't remember if it was off camera or drawing camera. After what happened with Soyuncu, has the same happened to him? Because yeah. to me, it's almost like he's just treading water now. Like, I've got a few months to go. Let's just get it out of the way. Um, you know, so, and I did say, <laughs> I can't remember my exact words uh, on the watch along, but it was on the lines of like, I'm going to be interested to see what Brad gives him tonight because if he gives him a higher than a beep, beep, uh, we are going to fall out. <laughs> so let's see if you were as, as unimpressed with him as I was. Yeah, and 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 David, uh, his comment there, I, I agree. Maybe I am inflating it a little bit, but it's to compensate. And, and this is why I put him as a nine, and this is why I'm going to give the rating I'm going to give to, to Dewsbury Hall, which follows Yori. And that is because you have to remember Leicester essentially at points in this game, it felt like they won the game with 10 men. Now, not always, because he had moments. And he did, and he did look like he was trying. As in, he tried to make passes work. He tried to make shots work. But it just was not happening. 
And unfortunately for Yuri, we said this earlier in the show, Chris, and you made that exact point in the show earlier as well about him and Soyuncu pre and post World Cup and how it's affected them. Mentally, he just looks checked out. He's like he's trying to get the engine to tick, but he's not realised he's not turned the key. And he can't understand why it's not clicking and why it just won't work for him. And I and I'm I'm going in fearful of being nice because he's a Leicester player and and, and I have a soft spot for him because I know you know, he, he on the surface he, he comes across as such a nice lad with the way he interviews and the way he speaks about the club and you know, he's not doing what certain other players have done when their contracts are running low and, and or maybe a move away is being offered. I don't know if that's preventing me taking this any lower, but I'm going to give him a four. I may even want to give him a three. Well, but I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know if maybe that's me just being a bit soft because I, I like him. He's a good player and I know what he's capable of. And I, and I feel sorry for him because it's probably not his fault that he's suffering from such a mental burnout because he's playing into the ground. We're playing him into the ground a little bit. I think if you go on four, three. Than, a, than a three, I think you could be being unfair. Yeah, and that's that's and, and that. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna get. I think I think his saving grace is it wasn't like his performance matches his intent. If that makes sense, I'm gonna give him a four. I think had he been lazy, made no attempt, and wasted the complete ninety minutes he was uh, a day or two today, he would have got a three. But the fact that it, even though they were crap passing at time, and they were no, in, sometimes even out of play to nothing, mm. four. Yeah. That was the uh, that was the figure that I said in the watch along, and you didn't know what figure I was going to say because I hadn't told you even even before. No. Joe started, so you had no idea. And I said, if Brad goes above a four for Yuri on this performance, he's never no. back on a post-match show again. Yeah. Uh, well, I, as as you figured out, I was I was scarcely considering the four as an option. I'd actually preset my match rating for him in my head as three, but I thought, well, he did at least in, he showed the intent to do things good. He, he just couldn't do it. Like I said, it's and he needs, to, he needs to he needs to be dropped. But we've said that enough yeah. this season, and it's clearly not going to happen. But he does need to spend three, four, maybe even five games where he's told to take a rest and and look on and and he has played a lot. lot games as well. But no, I, I I I could say whether it's a three or a four, it's you know six of one and half a dozen of the other, isn't it? Like we said earlier. Uh, David's um, said, Chris, I actually think that's the perfect way to describe Yuri. Treading water, just adequate really for someone with his abilities. Time to go four for him as well. Uh, so we're all, we're all happy because we're all in agreement. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Except but, Jordan. Yeah. Except Jordan who gave him a five. But we'll allow that. Oh, get out, get out. No, skip, skip. No, no, I don't care. It's irrelevant. He's, he's over it now. No, Jordan, Mr. Jordan, come on, move on, next one. No. Jay, I think if you win the uh, if you win the Euro Millions, you could maybe pay half of his. Yeah, money. I don't think we have the I don't think we have the seventy five million valuation. No. no, is that what Chelsea got sixty turned down and they've just gone back with seventy? So, um, yes, a, a little bit yeah. out of our league, I do believe. We talked about them, didn't we? And again, I can't remember if it was before the show or maybe at a point in the show where we said. No, we we did. I did mention it. So it's saying it's a bit strange. All these midfield players suddenly are asking to leave Brighton considering mm. their state. That 
It's a yeah. weird one. Um, then Mr. Dewsbury Hall. I think I this will now this going. This one now maybe now you've heard what I've said about Mendy and Tillemans, maybe make sense of my logic behind why I'm giving Mendy a nine because I'm giving the same to Dewsbury Hall. Because whilst Ndidi uh whilst Ndidi, it's because we've been praising Mendy so much uh, I'll try that again. Whilst Tillemans showed intent and had a bad game. And, and that you have to then remember that the other two players that played in that midfield and 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 Pratt when he came on, uh, you know, but the, the the two that play next to him in that three man midfield, they have to do the work of two. They Mendy did Mendy made up for any of Yuri's defensive lacking duties that he didn't do well or didn't quite make or lost the ball after winning it back at Dewsbury Hall. I said it when you show, initially posted um, Alan's man of the match, and I know it's a spoiler alert. I'm sorry, but I think it's fairly obvious. So I don't. I don't think anybody else gave anything different. Cue Jordan Blackwell to name your Tillyman's man of the match. Um, I kid, I kid. I said that tongue in cheek because he gave him a five before yeah. anyone comes at me. I know. I wasn't rising to that. I know you were. I can see the smile on your face creeping on your mouth. But in all seriousness, I put it on the tweet that you put out that he ran that midfield today because he had to. And Mendy did the job alongside him, which is why I'm giving them both such high ratings because they carried Tillemans through that 90 minutes and, and probably helped him out a lot in that sense because of the game he was having and the performance he was putting in. So, yeah, they deserve nines for that reason. So, yeah, yeah. that's why they're both getting nines. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else has just said on my Facebook site, job done, let's get some more in. I have not seen anything that he's saying that he has signed. Like yeah. I said, there, there, there might be some people that... Um, um, that, that say something or know that parts of the deal have been done, but it, we, we just got to wait. If only, if only gonna... I knew a cleaner, yeah. a cleaner's mother's cousin twice removed from the King Power. Um, talking of um, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, got a six off Jordan. Uh, he looked out of sorts in the first half, he said, and didn't have an influence on the game. Yeah, interesting. Maybe it was a different game. Um, oh, James... it's thrown on how they see the game, but I don't think no, it can't be. Again, I jest, I jest. You, we know we can get 11, 11 people looking at that game and they all pick a different man of the match and they all give different ratings. Yeah, That's yeah, why we love it football. Is. It is all about opinions. It's and very I, true. I know Jordan, he's been, on, he's been on the show a few times. So, uh, I, and I won't be on his Christmas card list if he ever hears my post-match comments of him. <laughs> no, I don't think you would. I don't think you would. He did say, do I know where you live? Last time I spoke to him. But I didn't. I kept it quiet. I kept it quiet. Um Madison, Mr. Madison, his first start since the World Cup, limped off at one point, and I thought, oh. Um, yeah, heart in the mouth. Heart in the mouth moments. Um, thing is, we, we knew we weren't going to get 90 minutes of Madison. We knew this was, in a way, a risk um, because... Because... Well, just because of Leicester's track record when it comes to injuries. 
You know, I'm still waiting to hear that Tete's son and then he's tripped up the step and he's broken his big toe. Um, <laughs> because it just seems to go with Leicester's and injuries. Um, we talked about the defender from Stoke last night who apparently is injured. You know, I, I don't, we know that could always be a cover-up because they don't want to leak that there's something going on between a yeah. club and a player sort of thing. Yeah. But, you know, I jest a little bit. He gets, he gets a seven. The same. Actually, the same. you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit critical here of Madders. I'm, I'm going to give him a six. And the reason I'm going to give him a six is because, yes, he was only ever going to get 60, 70 minutes. Uh, he was still finding his feet. But I'm going to give him a six because although I don't think the yellow card was necessary, he wasn't doing himself any favours. And, and, and for 15-odd minutes... Of that first half, there was some incidents there. You're thinking, Madders, you're a walking red card right now with this referee. So yeah, for that matters. For that matters, I think. I yeah, I'm going to give him a six because of that because he free kick to to Walsall. It was on the near side in the second half, and Madison was stood in front of the the ball, so he wasn't letting them take it. And the referee was like really going at him. And I said, I said to I said on the thing, I said, God say, be careful, Madison. With this referee, that's a yellow card. You could be off, you know. Like you say, he doesn't help himself, you know. And I don't get why there's all this arguing. For God's sake, you know, if a referee gives a, a decision, he isn't going to change his mind. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless yeah. the mind something yeah. called VAR. Yeah, funny enough, unless it's been told to him by VAR to change his mind, I never in the history of football has I ever have I ever seen a referee. Uh, oh no, actually, I would have seen in the history of football because there was that infamous Champions League game where he gave a penalty. Uh, where I think it was Liverpool Roma. Just quickly, Liverpool Roma. He gave a penalty, then changed his mind and gave Liverpool a corner instead of it. But apart from maybe a very very rare instance, never ever in the life of football. Have I ever, in my life either, seen a referee give a decision and a player's gone, no, it isn't, and the referee's gone, oh, yeah, you know what, you're right, it's not. Mm. You know, I've never seen a referee admit that they've made a wrong decision in their life. It's not in their DNA at that level. So I don't know why they expect it. And then that's what I thought, you know, better than that. And I don't know if he's maybe vented a bit of frustrations today, but he's, he's normally better... You're on the same team sheet there with Jordan. He gave him a six as well. Yeah, so I've I've always liked Jordan. He does know. He does know. <laughs> <how to speak laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Pat Sandaka, you little <laughs> creep, you. Uh, how many? Are you yeah. Give I I feel a bit sorry for him because I again we were talking about him before the show, weren't we, Chris? And and you made a comparison to, what was his name again? Who did you compare him to? I compared you... him to Adi Akinbayi, and I stand by that. And let me, yes. let me explain, because because Brad... You knew I'd dig you into that one. He's trying to be a little <laughs> bit of a naughty boy here, and he knows what he's doing. The thing with Adi Akinbayi was he was a Peter Taylor by. So that immediately sort of tends to go against him. But let's be honest, he was out of his depth. He was never played. We never played to his strengths. You know, it's like uh, it's like asking Ian Atro to be the next Vardy. He's not, you know. Uh, but what you could never argue with 
Akinbai would run his socks off and he would give you the effort. I mean, look, when he scored that goal, he took his top off. Oh, God, scared me. But, but you know what I mean? He, he, and that's like what the feeling I'm getting with Dakar is that he's running his socks off for the club, but it's just not going for him. Yeah, and the reason I did that, Chris, is it saves me the explanation of why I'm going to give him a six. Because <laughs> I can top that off nicely by saying he gets a six because... I see where you're coming from in the comparison in the way you've made it with, with Akin Bai. Because I the difference between him, the major difference between him and Akin Bai, though, is I think he's just a goal away. He's just a goal away where he has a performance like that and he scores two in that game. We talk about it a lot, I know. Well, you mainly like to bring it up and good on you for it. But that four in Moscow, he needs a Premier League performance where maybe he gets six chances and he scores two goals and he sets up a few and he and he gets a good run in the team. And, and he, he gets that confidence. I think he's only a, a gold purple patch away from finding finding his run in the team. And then... Yeah, well, you, you and Jordan are buzzing buddies now because he gave Dak a six as well. Oh, stop copying yeah. my work now. Yeah. Copying <laughs> my answers, Chris. You got his scores up. I think that's what you're doing. But no, I tell you the thing that annoys me about Dakar is he goes down very, very easily. Yeah, but he's he's like four foot tall and he's the same width as a shredded wheat, bless him. And he's playing against defenders who are the size of wheat a bit in comparison. You've got to remember he's only little. He's only a little bloke in terms of strike and size. And he's, he's got to learn to build. Yeah, maybe maybe he's got to start having his wheat a bit in the morning and, and have I'm a good breakfast. Say, I think wheat a bit is about the same size as a shredded wheat. <laughs> well, of... well, okay. I was maybe thinking shredded, sorry, is what I was thinking yeah, when I said yeah, shredded yeah, wheat. Yeah, shredded wheat is shredded, fair enough. Um, I just think he's looking for fouls that, that aren't there, to be honest with he's, you. He's, um, look, he's looking for fouls he's used to getting from the league he's been playing in. And again, I, I, I know time will eventually run out on our on patience that we allow for Dakar, but a running the team and coming up, um, I mean he might not be. I hate to say it because I do like him, but you, there's no, there's nothing to suggest that he, he he will come good right now because he's not having it. And the only thing that's going to change that is a running the team and hopefully a purple patch. But right now, he doesn't look like he's got the confidence to back his ability to become good enough, Grace. So, yeah, you're right with what you're saying. And and maybe it's just the fact that I'm holding on to the fact that we're still yet to see him get a long run in the team that I'm giving him a six here. Harvey Barnes? Same problem with Harvey at the moment. Um, he deals try and cut in, but he has to do it from the width. And, and I, I can't remember which one of the BBC commentators said it, but they made a very good point that I heard them say that. I think it was, um, is it Steve, was it Stephen Warnock that was one of them? I can't remember. The, I, know, I never remember his name. He was certainly coming up on the BBC tech. Yeah, yeah. It was the one that played for Aston Villa, the ex-player. And he said, Harvey, to credit to Harvey Barnes, and I was like, hey, have you not been watching Harvey Barnes this season? But what he said made a lot of sense to describe how Harvey Barnes has kind of been utilised with Leicester. He said he's not afforded the freedom that Madison's afforded on the right. And he, he's right. He isn't afforded the freedom that we ask for him. He And, and, and it's contrast 
to it and very strange because when he was awarded that freedom, he had a blistering season in front of goal for us. He doesn't seem to be given the same license to thrill that Madison is. And it does baffle me, but I've got to give him a six because of that, because he was glued to the left-hand side. Yeah. Um, right, let's... Give him and he's a lot easier to stop when he does try to cut in from that because people already know where his starting point is. Madison, you don't know where he's going to be on the ball when he gets it because he could be in the middle, he could be out wide. And I've got to be honest with you, quite often in that game, the balls that were being played through to him weren't the best quality. You know, I saw a couple of points, you know, where the, the ball was played through for him to sort of run past the defender and, and try and cut in and get the ball across. But it was just too far ahead of him. You yeah, know. there was there was that as well, and that didn't help with certain. Yeah, like you said, it sometimes the supply to him was a bit strange. But then, you, but then you also look at it and go, in, well, why was that player expecting Barnes to be there? You know, that's that's where you look at the question, and then you know that's it. It is what it is. We look, we all know what Harvey Barnes is capable of on his day, and and that's that might be the frustration we have. But it has to be on his day. If he's not, this is the Harvey Barnes performance. Unfortunately, we get. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, 12 minutes in East Preston, nil, Tottenham, nil. Um, go on, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> let's just quickly go through the substitutes uh, all together. Christensen, Pratt and Inacho. Christensen gets six. Yeah, the one critique I had about um, Thomas, Christensen doesn't have. He drove forward, gets six. He got a seven off um, Jordan. Uh, overhyped that Jordan. No, he, got always six, he got a six, my bad. Ah, so always, always love, always love Jordan. Oh, he oh, doesn't yeah, overhype. Yeah, two buddies now. He got a six. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to do these both together. Uh, Pratt and Ianacho for me get an eight because although they necessarily didn't do a lot, and it's easy to give Ianacho probably a higher rating because he got the goal and he's a, obviously an FA Cup merchant. But the reason they both get eight. It's because their substitutions completely changed our tempo. We looked a hell of a lot more aggressive going forward and a lot more quicker and getting forward. You look at the chances we create for that game, I would yeah. say 80% of them felt like they came in that second half. And you know what? Like, like we said, a bit more confidence. We don't hit them straight at the keeper. We win that game 3 or 4 nil in the second half. And they changed the dynamic and tempo of the game. So, yeah, they both get the same rating for me. They get yeah, an eight. Pratt got a six, lively as usual, and Inacho got a seven, and Jordan just said, he's done it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else you can add to that, is there? But uh, there we go. Those are, well, we agreed on most of them. Um, I was a bit concerned regarding where you were going to go with, uh, with Yuri, as you know, but... Uh, but we did agree. But Villa next week. Uh, let's just run through the, the, all the scores from today then. It was Accrington 1, Leeds 3. Boom. nil, Leicester City 1. Blackburn 2, Birmingham 2. That's going to a replay. I said that would go to a replay. I said that would go to four. Anthony will be happy. Bristol City 3, West Brom 0. Hey. Fulham. Next round, Bristol City at home. Yeah. Returning yes. out to Pearson. That would be nice. Um, Fulham got an equaliser 1-1 with Sunderland, but apparently Sunderland was a better team there. Um, 
Dan drove all the way down. Well, I didn't know as we drove is is uh, good lady drove. Kate drove all the way down with I think two or three kids in the car to to Ipswich to watch a nil nil. Ipswich nil. Oh, I might have to have a, I might have to have a word with Dan because he did an FA Cup prediction. So I jumped on and I actually think I said maybe one all in that. So uh, <laughs> I can do it in the FA Cup. This is this is the one cup competition I seem to be able to have a say in. <laughs> uh, so you're not doing so well in the... No, let, let me not move it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> move it on, move it on. <laughs> Luton 2, Grimsby 2. There we go. Um, there's been a lot of draws. Sheffield Wednesday 1, Fleetwood 1. And, um, well, Southampton beat Blackpool 2-1. So Blackpool, who knocked? Was it they knocked out? Remind me, Brad. Uh, uh, some some mediocre, slightly irrelevant, mm. red wearing. I think the Ishman Premier League. I think it's flogging, flog, flogging, oh, flogging oh. and Forest. That's it, flogging oh, and Forest. Yeah. Well, Southampton beat them two one. Blackpool. So bad luck, Blackpool. I can say 15 minutes in now, Preston nil, Tottenham nil, and then tonight we've got Manchester United taking on Reading. Come or on, Reading, come on Preston. Wherever, you, wherever you're coming from. Come on, Preston, yeah. Can you imagine if that was to happen? Um, oh, well, that's it. We're into the hat. Um, love doing these uh, shows, the trees in the, uh, uh, the, the second biggest team in Nottingham. That's what I like to say. Always pisses them off. I think Luke's gone anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, uh, Brad. Yeah. I, I, I would even say the third best team behind Knott's count is under 21s. Hey, I wonder where you're going with that then. I'm thinking yeah. there isn't another one. There isn't another one. Um, hopefully, you're going to pop in on Tuesday for the um, deadline day special. Yes, I shall make an appearance. Um, no doubt to maybe just come on and up the swear jar when when uh, I get the <laughs> sense to say that we haven't I got to have me anymore. deeper here for when you were on. You've done, hey, I've done it a couple of times. You've not done it tonight. I've been impressed. But then again, we have won. So this is what it is. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like winning a game of football. Cheers up, Ben. Ben, do me a favour. Yeah, I, 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 I can't allow swearing on the channel. Can you make sure we always win, please? There we go. <laughs> yeah, let's see that problem solved. You get a happy Brad and everybody's happy. Yeah. Brad, your link's always in the description below, as you know. But do give a shout out where people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at the channel Top 10 Battles. Um, you follow me on Twitter uh, at Full Time Focus. You'll see me going when I'm going live there. And, and always, you'll always catch me here. But yeah. If you like top ten football football lists and you like um, quizzes, you'll find them all on that channel. It's the best place for them. Chris knows he's uh, he's seen what my quiz is all about. So yeah, go and check it out and make sure you drop a like on this video and subscribe if you haven't already here first before you Thank go and you. do that. Thank you. I do know what your quizzes is like, and that's why I'm not coming on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Although, having said that, I'm sure I can default as a winner because you never have the answers. <laughs> hey, hey, not always. Not always. Not always. Not always. Do check that out on um, the Fun Zone on uh, Leicester's ITV on YouTube. Monday night, something a little bit different. 
because it's the FA Cup, there's so many games. We're not going to talk about all the games. And to be perfectly honest with you, if you're asking me to judge Sheffield Wednesday Fleetwood, I've no idea. So we're not doing the uh, we're not doing the review. What we are doing is room 101. We have got on the first one Craig up against um, Dave, which is a bit like the two old men off the Muppets uh, going up against each other. Uh, and they are going to get they're going to have five choices and two choices uh, for each one. One each, obviously. Uh, it's going to be the worst, your, your worst ever goalkeeper, your worst ever um, defender, midfielder and striker, and then a wild card. And I'm going to be doing a little bit of the, um, what's the guy called that supports West Brom? Graham, no. Sorry, what? I, I, thought, I thought I knew what you were going to say, and then I spoke no, over I, what you No, no, it, it was who's, who presents room 101. Graham Norton, isn't it? No, no. Three no, lions. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner, that's it. I was about you just saved me bursting into three lions <laughs> to try and get. And I will be dumping certain ones in the bin. Who will it be? You'll have to tune in nine o'clock Monday to find out. Brad, thank you very much, young man. Have a good rest of the weekend. Uh, enjoy the oh, football. Yeah. You can sit back now and enjoy it, knowing you don't give a damn what happens because we're through anyway. Bristol City home in the next round. Yeah, return of Nigel Pearson and the Ostriches. Yeah. Oh, yes, I've forgotten that. Wow. I don't know when the draw is. Does anybody know when the draw for the fifth round is? I, I, I would assume, here's what I'm going for, I bet you it'll be about 7 o'clock after that show they have on BBC on a Monday night. What's it, the one show or something like that? It usually yeah. follows that. Yeah. Um, when is the FA Cup fifth round draw? You are Monday, the 30th of June at 7 o'clock. Yeah, it'll be on the one show. Yeah, yeah, I will be back for that. Uh, do you want to join me on that one, Brad? I was just about to say I might join you on that because you can uh, reveal the draw. I, I, I don't know. I might be able to watch it. I, I, in fact, that's what I'll do. I'll have no sound and I'll try and watch it with you on the laptop so we can both react to the draw. Yeah, no, that is fine. Last time I did it, because they do it yeah. not on YouTube, I can yeah. do, 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 do remind me on the day of that so I can make sure, because my laptop, it's uh, it, it's reliable once it's had about three hours to wake up. So what I'll tend to do is I'll make sure that's all powered up and working fine so we can do that. So, um, yeah, I'll do that, it. <laughs> Oh, I'll never forget that time you slept in. <laughs> oh, God, nor will I. I was, dream I was dreaming about it only that day. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday night, mate. All the best. See you later, mate. Take Cheers. Care. Cheers. Bye-bye. So that is what is coming up next. Um, we are through to the fifth round, and we'll find out who we meet when we do this. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Seven o'clock Monday, we are doing the uh, draw, um, covering the draw as you just heard for the FA Cup. Um, thank you to Brad for that. We're through. Well done, uh, Walsall. Made a good show of it. Thank you to everybody that was uh, been watching. And if you are listening um on the podcast thank you so very much for listening and lending me your ears you can have them back now have a good weekend everybody remember what i always say don't do anything i won't enjoy and if you do do it make sure that it's legal i will see you monday night good night <laughs>
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.